What do you fear the most? Some people are afraid of public speaking. Some are afraid of the dark. Some people are afraid of heights. But I think it's safe to say that most people, Percy, are afraid of the word cancer. Fear of the unknown, my friend, is the greatest fear. It can multiply your anxiety, but it can be overcome. Knowledge is power. What you know can help your body, mind, and spirit. Therefore, on today's episode, we talk with Eileen Stanzel, a former breast cancer patient and nurse navigator, as well as a caregiver for two parents who had cancer, who shares about the power that knowledge gives to cancer patients. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're going to help with that knowledge gap here today, aren't we? Absolutely, because we understand and the scriptures have reminded us about how important it is to have knowledge because knowledge equates to power. And we want people to be informed and empowered as they understand and undergo the possibilities of cancer, conversation and support of it. As much as possible, we want to erase that fear that the word cancer brings. We absolutely do, because I believe that, again, the reputation of cancer has created a fear factor in individuals that in many cases stifles, stops, and prohibits one from being able to think and to act and therefore move in a forward progress. You're going to learn some very practical ways today that you can learn and grow together in this area of cancer and what it entails. So stay with us now. We have a question we like to post to our listeners each week. And here's today's question, Percy. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? I'm sure you've asked this question many times. I absolutely have, and I've had many opportunities to attempt to answer that question as well. And so we'd like to hear feedback from you listening today in terms of that very point, and you can provide us uh, your feedback at healthhopeandinspiration.com and provide those responses, and we'd like to hear that, and possibly we'll read some of those responses on the next show. All right. Once again, this week's question is, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey. And I'm looking forward to hearing the responses from our listeners. We can help each other by answering that question. It will build up each other's faith, I believe. So thanks for responding. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Percy gave the website. It's healthhopeandinspiration.com. At the website, we offer a resource each week. This week, our resource is seven things you should know about cancer. And this fits right into our theme today that knowledge is power. Absolutely. And again, as we continue to delve down this street, we want people to receive good practical knowledge and information that ultimately will encourage and potentially empower you to work through a challenge and dynamic of cancer. Look for the resource, Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be meeting today's guest in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Please visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. 
Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just before we turn to our guests, let's turn to the Bible for inspiration, Percy. And our spiritual nugget that will help set the foundation for today's conversation and topic specifically is found in Proverbs, the 18th chapter, verse 15, and it reads as follows. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. And the point of this scripture is that we are to pray and we are to trust and believe God, but we also should be seeking and looking for knowledge and that we should keep our eye, our ears open so that we can begin to receive good information that will allow us uh, to be fruitful and productive as we move through the challenges of everyday living. So again, the heart of the, of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. As you listen to our guest today, you may be asking, well, how do I get involved and learn what Aileen has learned? We'll talk about that after the interview. Mm. But right now, here's Percy McRae with our guest. Well, I am super thrilled and excited today uh, to have actually back with us uh, Eileen Stanza. We've interviewed her before. Uh, Eileen is a former cancer patient, uh, a breast cancer patient who uh, has survived and moved on from her experience uh, as that. But she also is a nurse navigator, a 20-plus year nurse uh, in the nursing uh, field. And she uh, also, uh, her mom and her dad both uh, were individuals who uh, have dealt with cancer. And so we're thrilled to have you back here with this conversation about cancer and also a huge, strong believer uh, who utilizes her faith in her personal life, in her own personal journey, and with patients as she has opportunity. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you. It's glad. I'm glad to be back. Well, we, we gave that long litany of all that has happened and, and took place in your life. But one of the things that we didn't talk about that we want to talk about exclusively today is the fact that during your time at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, uh, you were a nurse uh, educator there and you worked there for three years. And then you felt led by God to kind of pull back and, and, and focus on some personal things that were going on with, with your mom, with her cancer journey. And then, of course... Uh, with your cancer journey, and I believe you did the right thing, I absolutely do, is the fact that uh, at, at one point in that, before all of that, you also participated in a program called Our Journey of Hope. And the audience uh, uh, has heard a lot about our journey of hope on this platform. We talk about it often. Uh, we've had many people who have actually either attended an Our Journey of Hope cancer care leadership training, but we've never really spoken to individuals in the capacity that you were one of the presenters from a nurse education perspective at Our Journey of Hope. Let's talk about first and foremost how you got involved with Our Journey of Hope. Um, well, um, Chip, who is the pastor yep, the, Chip. and the director, he's he's such a, a godly man. I, I love him. He, he, he walks the walk. He talks the talk and um, such an encourager. He asked me to do it one day and I did it and he... And what is exactly is it that he asked he, you to do? He asked me to give the first... Um, there, there's a talk that introduces what cancer is okay. and it's just a high level overview of what it is and how it's um, diagnosed and 
how you can recognize cancer cells versus nat- normal cells, how it's named, um, and so on. So basically, it's a high-level overview of what it is, how it's diagnosed. So sort of like cancer 101 for the average person who knows nothing about that cancer. That is exactly it. Okay, so, so you were the nurse educator that presented that information. Yes. Okay. So I started kind of the clinical talks. Okay. I would start with giving the overview of cancer, then a doctor would come in and speak about the way it's treated, and then we would have complementary, um, uh, another provider would come in and talk about complementary medicines. Okay. And so with that, um, you you were part of, and this program is near and dear to my heart, as individuals know, I, I basically started this program and uh, over the years, of course, uh, collaborated with all of our uh, hospital chaplains and pastors to develop what we now have and what we call our Journey of Hope uh, close to 15, 16 years ago. And uh, one of the things that was important to us when we started this was that uh, it was very clear and obvious to us that many people in the faith community, particularly pastors and spiritual leaders, really didn't have a basic grasp of some of the clinical aspects of cancer. What is cancer? Uh, what are some of the dynamics that you described? And again, we're not, I want to be very clear uh, that we are not teaching people to be doctors or we're trying to give them a, a clinical education, but we want to give them a familiarity and an orientation about the disease itself. And that was the piece mm-hmm. that you were part of the, the presentation for. Yes, that's exactly right. So with that being said, uh, I'm curious, you, you stood for many you know, presentations uh, and you spoke to a faith audience, many of them pastors, spiritual leaders who represented local churches from literally across the world, many of them from your region, but you know, from all over the United States that uh, come for this free training at one of our participating regional CTCA sites. What were some of the things that pastors or spiritual leaders would ask or say when they heard some of this basic clinical information? I don't think they were any different from um, from other people. Um, they just wanted to learn more about cancer. And so most people have the same basic questions. They want to understand it better so that they can minister to people better. Mm. And so being able to break that down in a way that they can understand um, was was my goal. And, and and how important do you think as a nurse educator, and I want to be, I'm being very specific, so I'm trying to drive you down a certain street here, okay. so if you feel me leading you somewhere, I'm doing that, <laughs> is how important specifically is it to do that with a faith community and with the local church and with leaders of the faith community? Oh my goodness, I think it's, it's a vital... Um, um, I loved doing this program because you can combine faith with medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, where else would I get that opportunity? It was mm. wonderful. <laughs> um, and, you know, in church, that's where a lot of times when people are facing these diseases, these chronic, life threatening diseases, mm-hmm. they go to church. Yeah. It drives them back to the Lord. And so to be able to equip the body of Christ with answers, and, and again, they're not experts. We, we are not trying to make them experts. But we want them to be able to have a better understanding so that they can provide guidance and comfort. And, um, you know, and ultimately they're pointing them back to Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, in their journey, so as they navigate, you know, the medical field. So let me even, I'm going to drill a, a bit deeper now. So okay. f- stay with me. 
it has been my experience now over 20, 20 this is my 24th year uh, in this environment, specifically as a spiritual leader, bedside, chaplaincy, hospital care, cancer conversation, and being the faith guy, uh, supporting families and patients, that um, one of the things that became really clear and apparent to me, which was one of the motivating factors that started uh, our journey of hope, is that our faith leaders had zero understanding or very little working knowledge about the disease process outside of hearing bad stories. But then when we when they had to kind of step inside of that clinical space, hospital visitation or people coming and saying, listen, I was diagnosed with cancer. I talked to my doctor. I needed a second opinion. What we learned and what I learned was many pastors felt very ill-equipped and felt uncomfortable in counseling or speaking mm-hmm. to this conversation. How important from a nurse educate, that's what you do, that's yes. who you are. Yes. How important is it that we educate the faith community around this conversation? It's, it's very important. Um, I, I love that um, our journey of hope, the classes are really geared towards giving the, the, the people who come, the pastors and their, their staff, a, a good understanding a good foundation on what cancer is, um, you know, what are the symptoms, how is it diagnosed, what are, how is it typically treated. So um, it just gives them a good baseline to, to understand what they're hearing and also to help them as they navigate through that. Um, you know, so what I tried to do is um, – I would give lots of examples mm-hmm. as I was talking to them. Okay. And, you know, for for example, mm-hmm. I talked to them about how cancer, the, can, my grandmother used to call cancer the devil. Mm. And I always thought that was so strange. Mm. I didn't understand it. But the more I studied it, the more I realized that cancer is similar to the, how the enemy works. When cancer enters a cell, that cell starts to act completely opposite of the way God intended that cell to act. Mm. So, so when we look at those cells at our micro we see that it doesn't look like a normal cell or we see that it doesn't have the same features, we can start suspecting, wait a minute, maybe cancer's there. Mm-hmm. And so th- when I can, when I talk to them and I explain to them, you know, ha- what we're looking for in mm-hmm. these, these tests and um, it kind of helps them to marry the two. They have the spiritual aspect. Correct. They have the word of God. Correct. Now they can marry it to the actual practical, this is what's going on when this is what a person's going through. And would it be fair to say, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I do want to ask from a clinical perspective, but also being deeply rooted in a faith community, it, that there has been, and on some levels, to certain to a certain extent, is there still still somewhat of a fear and or an ignorance around the practicality of the clinical dynamics of cancer from a faith community's perspective because of the fear, because of history. I I actually say it this way. The reputation of cancer has made people so afraid of the conversation that they kind of put their head in the sand and they just, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it. But the fact of the matter is it's created a, a miseducation or an uneducation in our faith circles that's really critical and that's what our journey of hope is attend- attempting to do here. I think there's an awkwardness 
um, that comes with a diagnosis. People don't know how to approach it. Maybe they want to help somebody uh, that's been diagnosed and they don't know how to talk to them. They don't know what to say, how to start the conversation, or even how to respond to it. So if a someone miseducation else then would be a better term, possibly. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that that knowledge, maybe, you know, maybe. Um, I think that the more we know, the better that we understand, mm-hmm. and that can help reduce fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Some, but it's it's really individual because sometimes people they're not ready. And if you try to talk to them, they they it get, makes them more fearful. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to be a good listener and to try to figure out where a person's at, and then to address that. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear in their conversation what they need. Yep. And then that's what you you address. And then when you do that, that often opens a door for them to open up more. And so, and you're right. Timing with regard to interaction and interfacing. Uh, with a cancer conversation is very unique and very different. But but speaking from a leadership perspective, speaking from a, a, a culture and infrastructure perspective, because now I want to be very deliberate of the organization of the organism, mm-hmm. the organization mm-hmm. of the organism called the body of Christ, we still need to have good information and education Absolutely. within the framework of our theological yes. and our spiritual expression of God. But there are some nuts and bolts that you just described. Mm-hmm. We, 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 coined, we coined it cancer one-on-one, but there are some specific information about cells and molecules yes. and behavior and you know all well, of that metastasism, yes. things that that's not, that's not theological language. Right. I'll give you a practical example of how that can work. Um, for example, I had someone come to me and say, I, um, you know, I have breast cancer. Now the doctor says that I have cancer in my lungs. And she was so scared because she thought she had another kind of cancer now. I know that the lungs are a common place for cancer to spread. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe this isn't really a second cancer, but this is the same cancer we're dealing with that's just spread to the lungs. So having that knowledge, I can let her know, let's let this is it may not be a second type of cancer. Let's um, they're gonna want to test you to check the cells and see if they look like lung cells or if they look like breast cells. And that will let them know what's the best way to treat. It was comforting to her to know she possibly didn't have a second type of cancer. So it speaks to, as an example, let's just stay on this same analogy here. Uh, The term, the, the clinical term for what you just described is called metastasism, a metastatic cancer, that cancer cells that move from one part of the body to Mm -hmm. another part of the body. But that's not in our Greek and our Hebrew lexicon and in the local church. That's not part of our devotion Mm -hmm. at the local Mm -hmm. church. So I'm just connecting the dots of what you have done from a nurse education perspective. Mm -hmm. And what we're attempting to do with our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program is to marry the world of religion and spirituality and medicine together so that we can talk off both sides of this hymn book. That's exactly right. So if we teach people about how cancer is and how it typically spreads and and so on, you know, it, it can give comfort when a person is um, fearful about those things. It also is giving right information, um, so you're not giving false hope. Correct. And you're also directing them in the right way. So. Well, and to your latter point, I think the big the big takeaway is this: is that when people have a working knowledge of something. It helps to eliminate and it helps to to reduce the fear mm-hmm. because fear, by and large, is driven by 
not knowing, yes. not having an understanding. And that's why the scripture that comes to mind is that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. They are mm-hmm. my people perish because of lack, lack of, of knowledge. knowledge. Mm-hmm. So again, we want to be clear. Uh, we are not creating doctors. We're not no. telling anybody that, that they're going to be a clinician when they get finished with the Our Journey of Hope training program. But we are equipping people with some basic insight of knowledge and understanding yes. about this disease so that when it's time to pray and apply spiritual principles accordingly, uh, we now help to equip the believer with some basic information that in some cases, and I'll, I'll give you a great example. I had a, 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 a wonderful friend of mine who was diagnosed with cancer, and he called me, and he was like, you're the first person that I called. I didn't know, and he was a pastor and so on and so forth. And then you know, two or three days later, he had went on the Internet and read something, he, and he was just in, just in a panic. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a spiritual leader mm-hmm. of a congregation. Yes. And I said, first of all, I need you to calm down. Mm-hmm. First of all, get off the internet right now. I said, mm-hmm. when was the last time you spoke to your clinician and you and your pathologist and et cetera, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't done that yet. So he's just reading stuff and he's just hearing stuff and people are just throwing things at him yes. and he and he just went into a tailspin. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a person of faith and power that's a spiritual leader. And so I shared some basic information, which is what mm-hmm. we're talking about right now. And he calmed right down on the telephone. Now, we prayed and we did all of the spiritual stuff. But take that aside because I'm really trying to make a bigger point here. Just giving him some good, basic knowledge and information about this process completely changed the fear factor that was running rampant in his consciousness. Mm -hmm. That's the point here. And I think that when we understand the marriaging of those two schools of thought together, we really now equip the faith community to stand much taller in the face of talking about cancer. What say you to that? Well, I was just thinking about a person who sees has a cancer and say they're diagnosed with cancer and they know somebody else in the congregation who's diagnosed with the same cancer sure. and they're not doing well. Right. And they are scared that they're not going to do as well because of what they've seen uh, with that other person. Just letting them know that cancer is different for every person, and that unique. we're unique. We have our own unique DNA. There's a lot of factors involved with that. And just because one person had a bad experience doesn't mean they're going to have a bad experience. It's a great example. So, What would be your desire from a uh, nurse education perspective to the faith community? What is it that you would like to see the faith community have a better understanding or education of about cancer. We know that we're trusting and believing in God. Yes. I, well, I'm just thinking practically yes, speaking. Pra- very yeah, practical and, here. And, I, and I'm not just thinking about the faith community. I just One of the things that I learned was there is a lot of things that we can do to fight cancer on our own. And and um, that that uh, oftentimes we don't take as good care of ourselves as we should. Mm-hmm. And that God made our body to heal. And he designed, you know, the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. So when we give our bodies what it needs, it works. It's amazing how it works. And so I really, you know, um, love telling people about the hope that they have, that they're not just a, a victim that they don't have to wait, and um, that that there's a lot of things they can do to to that can help them to get better, and um, and then when you put that under the shadow of the Almighty, correct? There's nothing that can stop you. You know, there's nothing that's impossible. That's a so. great message today. You've heard from uh, Eileen Stanzel, who is a nurse 
educator, has worked in the cancer community, uh, is a cancer survivor, has been a cancer caregiver for both her mom and dad, and today uh, giving us pearls of wisdom and insight as we marry our spiritual faith with practical knowledge that when we put those two together, we are equipped uh, to be, uh, as as one of my uh, spiritual mentors once told me, that when you take your natural and you put it with God's uh, spiritual, you get the supernatural. Right. And at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about, being able to fight back uh, with the natural and the spiritual and combining those together. Thank you today for being on the front line and sharing your story and sharing your knowledge. We bless you today, dear. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share. And thank you, Percy, for bringing Aileen to us today. What a sweet, sweet spirit. We'll talk about what she shared in just a moment. Mm. But first, I want our listeners to consider that if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. And before we talk about what Aileen shared with us, I want to mention our resource again, Percy. We have a tremendous resource this week available to download right now called Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. We want people to know these answers. And it was written for the specific point, the larger point that we're making on today's show of providing practical knowledge and information. And and I can't overemphasize how important that is uh, when it comes down to talking about cancer. There are so many moving parts and components and things to understand and nuanced conversation that is necessary. So we put together this uh, particular resource. It is not comprehensive, mm-hmm. but it is an, a, a large overview of some major components of seven things that we think that everyone uh, should know about cancer, either as a potential caregiver or as one who is being told that they have cancer that may help to regulate and stabilize individuals as they progress and move through the process of treatment and conversation and all that comes with that moving forward. Go get it. Download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And also answer the question this week, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we heard about our journey of hope today, and we see the difference it's making with Aileen and so many other people. Well, our journey of hope has become a, a just a wonderful surprise in my life, Wayne. It really has. I had no idea that uh, it could grow to be what it is today, and it, and it and but what it is is a resource that is uh, was is meeting needs inside of the local church community again of practical information and knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that's our theme for today, right. with regard to preparing and equipping God's people 
to react and respond. Uh, we talked about uh, earlier, and it was mentioned in the earlier uh, part of the interview by Aileen herself, that uh, cancer conversation is awkward. It just it just creates yeah. an awkwardness for people. Yeah. And so people freeze up. In some cases, people just start giving information that is not substantiated. Or they give bad information or they share information about what they thought they've heard. So there's a lot of miscommunication or under-communication that happens. And so we just simply want to try to help balance that whole dynamic out at the end of the day. And our journey of hope has been uh, uh, provided uh, to the faith community to allow uh, spiritual leaders, churches, uh, people sitting inside of their local churches to have some sort of toolbox to work from when it is time to embrace and engage individuals in their sphere of influence uh, who have cancer and who are going through a battle of cancer. Well, get ready. In a moment, we'll tell you how you can benefit yourself personally from our journey of hope. But let me take you back to something you said. With uh, talking with Aileen, you said, get off the Internet. Mm. Uh, now, there's nothing wrong with the Internet, per no. se. So let's, let's clarify. And in that particular context, for that particular individual, uh, he has simply just begun to kind of run amok, actually. And so he simply w- was absorbing and digesting anything that he came across on the Internet. Uh, I have a, one of my great uh, spiritual, not my spiritual leader, but a, a professional a leader of mine who told me, he said, you know, Internet is a great resource when you're coming across the right information mm-hmm. on the Internet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misinformation on the Internet. Yeah. And one of the things that we want to give people as uh, encouragement when you go to the Internet, particularly about cancer, uh, you need to find reputable uh, sources for that information. For yeah. example, the American Cancer Society is a great resource, and they give you statistics, they give you data, they give you dates, they give you all sorts of things because it's been vetted, it's been approved, it's accredited uh, by uh, medical professionals, and again, that's their business. But you have a lot of sources on the Internet that are just giving their opinions and their perspectives about cancer that has no real clinical uh, uh, scientific basis to it. It's just based upon their theory or concept and philosophy. So that all gets merged together. So we want people to be very selective and careful about the information that they receive off of the Internet. Don't you find that what we learn on the Internet by surfing around different websites needs to be interpreted by a professional in our life? And it, it's so individual, isn't it? And then when we when we actually digest some information that we think is reputable and helpful, then we need to go. It's just like uh, if, if you are a, what we used to call growing up on the south side of Chicago, a shade tree mechanic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we had one of those on every block where I grew up. You know, some guy that knew how to yeah. work on carbon and he'd work on anything, and <laughs> but he was doing a lot of uh, hunting and pecking. Once you get a hold of what you think may be a dynamic of, of what is going on with you from a cancer perspective, then you need to find a professional, accredited healthcare professional right. that then you can sit down and have a forthright conversation. And one of the things that we still may struggle a little bit with the faith community is not being willing to have or build that type of relationship with a health professional because of fears and apprehensions and so on and so forth. And we've talked about that on the show. But sit down and talk to your health provider. And and if you're not comfortable with the information that you're getting from one health provider, find another health mm-hmm. provider. You have the option and choice to sit down and talk to someone, get a second and a third opinion, but don't just take information off of the Internet and run with it because cancer is a very nuanced and unique uh, set of, of facets 
and and dynamics that are not necessarily a cookie cutter one for all scenario and situation. All cancers are not the same. All diagnoses are not the same. And so therefore, it is very individualized. Do yourself a favor and make sure you have spoken to a healthcare professional so that you are getting specific information about your situation. We learned about our journey of hope today. How can anyone listening benefit from this? Well, anyone listening to this today, uh, first and foremost, uh, our journey of hope has now expanded to where we have pro- we are providing free training to members of congregations, but we also have the Our Journey of Hope Leaders Network, where you can simply uh, go to ourjourneyofhope.com, all one word, lowercase, our journey of hope. And we have actually a set of resources online that you can join that network. All we want is your first, last name, and email address uh, that we will provide some online kind of things that will stimulate and trigger conversation to help people work through some of the practical things around cancer that you can download and utilize. You can share at your church functions, your health fairs, and et cetera. And then, of course, if you really want to dig into the uh, some of the more deeper waters of that, then uh, you can sign up for one of the Our Journey of Hope training, cancer care leadership training classes that we offer free of charge uh, throughout the year. And you can just register online and you can come and be a part of some of our classes. And we're now, we have 14 uh, uh, foreign countries now wow. that have sent representatives to the U.S., Africa, Indonesia, the U.K. So this is growing. It has grown by leaps and bounds of people. Uh, the last uh, session that I'm aware of in Tulsa, there was a, a, a couple from Singapore who traveled to the U.S. to receive this free training. Is that right? So wow. it's all available, and we and we provide that to individuals free of charge. Okay. It all starts at OurJourneyOfHope.com. OurJourneyOfHope.com. And the Ministry Leaders Network is there as well That's for pastors and elders. If, if, uh, if you don't remember anything else, remember HealthHopeAndInspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo, yep. and that'll also take you to the information about what we're talking about here Absolutely. today. Well, this has been so helpful, and our thanks again to our guest today. Our thanks to you, Percy, for bringing this topic to us. Yeah. Let's return to that proverb that you opened with. Yeah, it's a great proverb, and now that we, we've kind of opened up our thoughts around what this whole conversation, this is about knowledge. It's about information. It's about being able to assess uh, information that will be helpful to us, and sometimes I think from a spiritual perspective, we tend to ignore practical information, but here's what the Scriptures has to say. Uh, Proverbs 18, verse 15 says, the heart the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. In other words, we're looking for knowledge. We want information. As believers and people that are attached to the things of God, our heart wants to discern and understand, and so therefore we need to acquire. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. Or if I'd like to use the Percy McRae translation, <laughs> the, for the ears of the wise are open to hear something. <laughs> there you go. And so with that being said, we want to encourage you today around this scripture that again, knowledge is power. And the word of God tells us that my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. But we'd like to say, not those who subscribe to health, hope, and inspiration. That's a great word today. Thank you, Percy. Again, if you'd like more information, just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. And don't forget to answer our question of the week. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be here next time with another episode. Percy, God bless you. Hey, we got work to do, everybody. Remember, keep chopping the wood. God bless. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.